Previously on Five Friends in Fiction. Because some serious shit happened. Val just looks at Creed and is just like, I look up. You don't have to. I look up and I, I apologize for right then and there. I'll use uh, Spare the Dying. All we can do is sit and wait on that, but at least at least she's back and we it can try. It was me. What was you? I did it. You did what? Please don't tell the boys. Um, I killed her. She looks at you, Creed, and she goes, Thank thank you. He's, he said it's going to be okay. What a beautiful Lucky ending. bitch. <laughs> Standing before you is a figure in a black cloak. Across the shoulders is a short secondary layer that hangs down to the figure's elbows, and the hood is completely pulled up. As they walk toward you, they remove their hood, and standing before you is a young-looking woman. Her dark skin has an ashy, otherworldly look to it. She has pitch-black dreadlocks that are pulled away from her face. Many of the dreadlocks have small silver bands around them, and hanging from those bands are raven feathers. The pupils of her eyes are pitch-black, while the whites of her eyes are a light gray. She smirks as she walks toward you and says, I was hoping I'd find you all here. I need to borrow your lizard folk. She makes her way back towards your horse bow, and as she comes up on Creed, she pauses, looks at him, and says, You're not creating the world's smallest, most spread-out army, are you, Creed? Uh, no. Alright, just checking. And she uh, nods at you on Zeo, and then she heads back towards Bao, and she says, Afternoon, Balasar. I need your help. With what? I have a door. A door that has a lock, a lock that I cannot open, and I need your help, as you are the only one who can open it. I'm not good with, I'm not good with locks. Alright, I'll be a little bit less vague. It has a sigil on it. The sigil is a void lock. Anyone who is touched by the void cannot open it, which is why I don't need Creed or Anzeo. Sorry. I need you. Please. I, I just look at Creed, and, I, and I'm just like... Any thoughts on this? I mean, I would, I would do it. I mean, I'm standing right here. I feel like, what all is going on? I feel like um, we're not on the same pages as we were last time we met. Fine. Let's just, let's just do this. All right. She's Miles. Huge, big. She goes, all right. It's um, a day and a half ride. Two days if we head through Slaughter Key. Uh, we can't go any faster than that, as you all will need to rest. But all right. And she, uh, Bal, she goes, thank you. And um, Balasar, you have that sigil still, that paper, right? I just kind of put my hand towards my bag and I said, yes, uh, I do. May I have it? I'm not going to take it. I'd just like to see it. Reach in the bag and think of the paper that it's on and pull it out. Uh, she takes it from you, and she grabs a pen out of her sleeve. She draws a secondary arrow on the leg. And how far away are you from um, Anzeo and Creed, Val? I don't know how far away our horses are, I guess. Make it up. I guess five feet from the furthest one away from me, and then maybe ten feet from someone else if we're in a line. Okay, she does that mark. She looks satisfied with herself. She walks over to Creed, and she kind of is holding it up to him, and she's looking really confused. 
And then she goes to Anzeo, who's a little bit further away, and she holds it to Anzeo and puts it back down. And then she turns to you, Bal, and she goes, All right. We aren't going to talk about this right now, Bal, but hopefully we get on better terms. And she brings you back your piece of paper, hands it to you, and then goes up to you on Zeo, and she goes, may I, you know, and she points to the back of your horse. Get a ride? Of course. Okay, so she jumps up on there. Okay, I make a note of the little change she made, and then I put it back in my bag. She goes, all right. I'd like to do this quick, and I'm sure you all have things you'd like to do, so if you don't mind, we're going to take a, a shortcut. The quicker, the better. All right, and so she... I, I'm sorry. Hmm, yes. Who are you? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, my name is Dora, and I assume you're all right, as you're with these people. Uh, sure. I kind of, I look at, like, all three of them to kind of get, like, affirmation that this is, like, a normal thing that kind of happens to them, because... I have literally no idea what's going on. I have no idea what the void is. I just shrug. Let's troll with it. Nanzia just kind of like smiles and shrugs and nods like, yeah, this is, this is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So she leads you all back down the path. You go about eh, 10 miles and then she leads you off towards the east on a, a smaller road. You're off the main road now. And she goes, this will take us um, past the big house. And uh, some fields, nothing really important. It'll just get us between where we need to go. And besides, I don't like the cities, especially if I have to travel normally. She's just going to hang out with you guys until it's nighttime and until you've gone your 30 miles for the day. So unless anybody wants to do anything, she's just going to be chillaxing on the back of Anzea's horse. I keep my distance and I just keep just, you know. Is it a decent size uh, road where we can like maybe like two file? Yeah, you could go two abreast. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm riding um, to where I can uh, have a conversation with Dora. Uh, okay. And I'm, uh, hey, Dora, uh, how's, uh, how's Jorah? I mean, it, he's fine. Because, I mean, the last time. Oh, yes, he was dead. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, no, I mean, he says he is Jor. He is very much still Jor. Uh, that's, no, that's, I mean, it's, I would not say it's good. It is. I will say it is. Okay. All right. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So you guys uh, ride throughout the day. The sun starts setting and it gets kind of dark and uh, you're in some scrubbly trees, but there's a, a nice, decent place to camp. And so you decide it's been long enough for the night. So you all pull off, jump off your horses, get them tied up. Um, Dora goes, I'll keep watch. You'll get any sort of rest you need. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'll let you know if anything important happens. And um, this is the first time you've seen this, Dav, but uh, she's just standing there, kind of on the side of the road. And then in an instant, her body explodes in a series of shards of black glass and black smoke. And then reassembles about 10 feet up in the air and about 15 feet away up in the branches of a tree. Where she appears sitting down, watching the road, just kind of chillaxing. What the fuck? I, what? Okay. Ab- uh, Abby, roll me a religion check. <laughs> I rolled a three plus two. Oh, <laughs> no, you, uh, yeah, no, it was not even worth the roll. Okay. Yeah. You guys can rest safely knowing that Dora's going to watch as she doesn't require sleep. So she's going to keep an eye out for you. 
morning comes, dawn, Dora just kind of blinks back down. Uh, she had periodically, she would leave, blink away, and then come back, you assume, to go check places to make sure that it was still safe along the road. But she comes back down and goes, uh, as you guys are kind of eating your breakfast snacks, your bracks. Breakfast. <laughs> breakfast yes! Uh, she goes, all right, you all ready to go? All set. Fantastic. All right, so you all get back up on your horses. And uh, as you're riding this morning, you notice that there is, the road hasn't had any like offshoots really or anything. You've, you pass through one little tiny town. But as you're making what you assume is the big curve back down towards the south, uh, there is a branch off. And as you look up towards the north, you can see it winds up. And it did have a little post box at the end of it. And very far in the distance at the tree line, just just past the tree line, there is a giant house made of glass and iron sitting back in the trees. And a river is actually flowing from underneath the house kind of back down towards the road, towards where you guys are. Is it, how do I explain this? Is it like, is like a glass house being like held together just by iron or like? You can't really see it as you're far away, but it's, the sunlight is like hitting it through like trees and it is glass on the outside with iron. So it's, it's like, um, there's really no good point of reference if you haven't seen like a menagerie (laughs) or like, um, the crystal palace in, um, I think it's in England, but it's like this giant glass domed sort of beautiful house okay way back in the trees but you pass the pass the house head back down towards the south uh you're making some good time and at about one o'clock in the afternoon you hit the main road and she turns you off towards the east again and then after about uh, six or seven miles she turns you off in towards the woods and it gets kind of rough and she goes all right i think you should probably tie your horses up here we should be able to find them again. Probably. And she just smiles wickedly. I'm kidding. Of course we'll be able to find them. I know where we are. I was going to say, like, when she said that, Dav's eyes were, like, got big. Like, th- this is my baby. Like, what? You know, she, she reaches into her pocket and in the pulls out a, a small black stone and puts it into the saddlebag of Anzea's horse. She goes, don't worry. It's just from the void. It won't hurt him. To you, Anzea. It's just a beacon. Thank you. I wasn't too concerned. Okay, well, Dav dismounts after seeing that, ties up Ghost. I do tie up my horse. I pet her face, and I say, it's okay. We've done this before. Poor horses, they probably have separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. We're just leaving them everywhere all the time. Uh, I was just said I'd tie my horse up, and he doesn't care that I'm leaving or not. He's just kind of, he's a horse. That's what you <laughs> think. All right, so she starts leading you in uh, through the, the brambles and the brush. It's um, You're back down towards near Slaughter Key, so it's gotten a little bit more Mediterranean than it was back up near Burroughs. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we weren't going through Slaughter Key because that was going to take No, Slaughter Key, well, Slaughter Key's to your west, but Slaughter Key's in the southern region, so it has like the same sort of vegetation and things like that. So if you're looking at your map... You're about halfway between Slaughter Key and I think that's Portsmouth down at the bottom. As you make your way through the brush and brambles, Dora whistles once. She waits for a moment before doing it again. Once more, she looks annoyed as there is no response. She leads you on, and finally you break through the scraggly mess of foliage and find yourselves about 20 feet from the edge of a high cliff. You can hear the waves crashing against the rocks far below, but you cannot see them from this high up. 
laying on his back in the grass, his feet dangling over the side, is a young-looking man. Like Dora, his hair is pitch black and gleams in the sun. His skin would be tan if it too did not have that strange, ashy tinge to it. His arms are folded behind his head, and his eyes are closed. Next to him, also snoozing, are two large black dogs that you all recognize. They are two of the three dogs you fought in the temple while attempting to get Doak his idol. They are facing away from you, their paws crossed and dangling over the edge. Their heads rested on their large feet. In the ocean breeze, their black fur is blowing ever so slightly, just enough to see that it is less like fur and more like their bodies are created out of coalesced black fog. As you break from the line of trees, Dora clears her throat. <clears> throat> Jor, I've been calling you. He doesn't open his eyes, just stays laying there. I know. We were busy. One of the large dogs slowly gets up and paws its way over to Dora. They seem bigger than you remember, though. Its large head almost meeting Dora's shoulder. It ignores all of you and sits right in front of her, pressing its head into her chest. She gives it some scratches while looking at her companion. Jor, come on. She whistles and turns around. The other dog lazily gets up and blinks over to her as she leads you all back the way you came. Jor eventually blinks up, his body exploding in large chunks of black stone and smoke. Suddenly, he's near the line of trees, gathering up a black, double-breasted leather jacket that he slips on quickly before putting on a matching cloak. Once fully dressed, he looks at all of you, acknowledges you. Glad you guys could make it. Thank you for having us. <laughs> he just he just laughs. Yeah, appreciate it. Jor blinks over to Dora, who is leading the way with the two dogs. She hisses something under her breath, and he just looks sheepish. All you can hear from her is, We are going to talk about this later. It is harsh, and you can easily tell she is far from thrilled at his behavior. Leading you back through the forest, she speaks. We found it a few days ago, a spiral staircase leading down to what I can only assume is an old temple. Dorakova and Yurith found it first and locked it. Uh, she gestures towards a tall tree, about 15 feet in diameter, and then points down near the base of its trunk. It's just right there. If you could chip away at the seal, we can get to work. And she's just pointing at a big tree. I look at I look at Bal like he's supposed to like understand because I don't. I just look at the tree that she's pointing at, and I just walk up to investigate it to see if there's any kind of assemblage or. Are you are you touching <coughs> it? Door. Uh yeah. Okay, your hand goes right through the tree. Oh okay. Well, that I will walk further into the illusory tree then. As you walk in through the tree, you realize that it is not actually there, and Bal, you can see a spiral staircase leading down deep into the ground. The rest of you, Bal just walked into a tree. Just, like, straight up. I mean, I remember when we saw the doorway, so I'm pretty much like, well, this is pretty typical considering <laughs> the company you're in. <laughs> I go up to the tree, and I touch the tree. It doesn't exist. Your hand passes right through whatever you're touching, the small piece of bark or whatever. Just whoop. I turn back to Onzeo and Creed. I say nothing. And can I see the stairs? Not until you pass through the tree. Well, okay. So I, I stuck my hand through and I, I guess I did the thing. So I look back at them. I say nothing. And I, I like walk into the tree. Dab has also disappeared into the tree. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is weird. I want, okay. Like this whole day has been weird. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Roll with it. <laughs> I just assume that you guys are just going to just walk in. No problems. They both nodded at me. All right, so you guys walk in. Bal can see the sigil that Dora's talking about. It's about, okay, the spiral staircase. You can see 
you know, if you were looking down, you can see it like one full circle to where it goes underneath. And you can see the sigil right at kind of where you can stop seeing the stairs. So it's just kind of right around the, the first turn. So, Bal, are you going to head down there and chip away at that sigil? I, I look to Dora and I, say, I assume I modify the sigil like you modified the one. Yeah, any, anyway is fine. And she she hands you her, her big old black scary looking dagger. And I take it and I slip my goggles down just, you know, it's probably a little dark in here. And I'll make my way down the stairs to the sigil and just, you know, I want to make it look good. Okay. Just kind of put, just make some adjustments to kind of cancel out. Okay, as soon as you get within about uh, two or three steps of the sigil, it's like you walked into a brick wall. You cannot go forward. Does he kind of... Yeah, he just, he stops. It looks like, it looks like he's hit something. Dora looks mad as hell. And she goes, Balasar, are you touched by the void? Have you almost died recently? That's, uh... I guess so. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Balasar, why can't I see that you were touched by the void? I don't know. Uh, roll a bluff check, please. This is a 10. I'm not a good liar. Oh, yeah, she rolled a natural 13 and she's got a plus in there. So she goes, Balasar, I know you're lying to me. Why can't I see that you were touched by the void? <sighs> Maybe some of us don't want to be seen all the time. Well, in your defense, I couldn't see you until apparently very recently. I'm not going to lie, I am a little bit disappointed in you. And she turns around and she looks at you, Dav, and she goes, You're not hiding, right? I don't know what I'd be hiding from, so no. All right. And she uh, walks down to you, Belle. She snatches her dagger out of your hand. She walks, or she blinks up to you, Dav, and she hands it to you, and she goes, if you wouldn't mind terribly, uh, if you could go and knock out that sigil for us, I'd appreciate it greatly. Dav walks down the stairs and doesn't hit a wall? She does not. (laughs) Okay, so when I do not hit the wall, what am I looking at? It's like a carved into the stone kind of... Like a symbol? Yeah, like a symbol. Okay, so like literally all she needs to do is like etch something else into etch it. sketch it. Yeah, just put a dick okay. on it or something. She just like... Do I need to roll like a strength check to see if she can... No, just do, do it. Okay, so she, yeah, she just does like a, an extra line like through a little bit of it. Nothing okay. too crazy. Okay, yeah, Dora blinks down uh, near you and just kind of pushes pushes her hand kind of through the spot where Bal hit a wall. And she smiles, and she takes her dagger back, and she goes, oh, thank you very much, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Jor! Uh, and he goes, oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. Uh, he has the dogs, big dogs, sit down. They don't look super pleased at not being able to go inside. But they sit, guarding, and Dora turns to you, and she goes, you want to come? Of yes. course. I'm just follows. <laughs> okay. So, she leads you down the spiral staircase. It's just, like, another turn. Uh, Bal, you coming? Yeah, I mean, as soon as I was able to get through, I went through. Okay. She leads you down the spiral staircase, and there is a a big stone door that she and Jor get out of the way. And you all pass into a pitch-black hallway, which is not an issue for any of you. (laughs) It's about 100 feet long, this hallway. On either side, evenly spaced in this hallway, are six wooden closed doors with a single wooden door at the end of said hallway. 
No lights, no nothing. It is just a carved out hallway. I would like to roll for stealth. Okay, do that. I too. Yeah. There's no point in not stealthing now. I don't know what I'm getting into. Yeah. Seven. Oh. Don't you have a cloak thing that helps? Yeah, it gives you advantage. Your cloak of elven fanciness. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, Dora and Jordan. I rolled a hella high stealth. I rolled a natural 16 plus 8. Holy shit. Well, thank you. This was actually a pretty weak stealth for me. I got an 11. God damn it, Jordan. Why do you always roll better than her? That doesn't make any sense. I hate you so much. (laughs) Jordan's over here with a fucking 24. Hmm. Dora's rolling with a 13. Okay. He's got that beginner's look. He does. He's got that new Floyd Walker smell. Okay. So, you guys have stealthed in this hallway. Are you moving forward? Are you asking the Void Walkers to move forward? Who's going first? I would like to look back at Dora and Jor and say, any idea where we need to be heading? Forward, probably. Well, I, well, I kind of point after she says that. <laughs> I point to the doors on the side and be like... Any of those important? I don't know. Can we do a perception check? All right, hold up. Kate, stop oh, moving. Uh, no, I mean, if that's oh. what, if that is how you are doing, Anzeo lands right about there as she is kind of walking around, and she disappears. Just gone. Well. And Anzeo, as you are suddenly just transported, you find yourself in a very small room. Not alone. You feel wood to your back and realize you are standing against a barred door. And I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. A 13? 13, okay. Onzeo, you are frightened presently. So, you see a figure, complete blackness, coalesced into human form. And that figure, when you see it, your heart fills with intense fear. You have to get away from this thing. Looking at it, all of the fears of your childhood, the black spaces of your memory from before you could remember anything, come back. The fear of losing everyone hits you as hard as anything has ever hit you in your entire life. And you have to get away. So, Zeo turns around. And, like, touches the door and, like, tries to figure out if she can get through this door. So you're pushing on it? Like, pushing on it, touching it, like, trying to okay, figure out so if it's, like, a you're, real door. Okay, so you're shaking the handle, uh, and you realize it has a crossbar beam in front of it. Are you making any noise? Like, oh. you will just have to strength check oh, okay. with disadvantage to, uh, as you are terrified, to try and get this thing out of here. Eight. Okay. So your your fingers claw at this door but you can't quite get it open. Uh, it does shake ever so slightly. Uh, everybody roll perception checks as she's not making a sound. I've got uh, a natural one right there. I rolled an 18. 18! Uh, Creed, Jor, and um, Dav, you see this first door right here on the south side. That door is, the, the handle is shaking ever so slightly. I rush over to it. Okay, and uh, if you're going to give the door some some pulls, give me some strength checks. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, so uh, you and... uh, I'll give you advantage because Dora's helping and Dora just rolled a six. Eight. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. So the two of you start pulling on the door, and it is, it is not budging. Okay, so um, Onzeo, that thing in the room with you, it is right behind you, and you feel it make two swipes just past your head as it is fumbling in the darkness. And you on the outside, you can hear this crunch of wood as this giant thing just smashes into the door on the other side with Onzeo. I want to magic missile the door. With everybody just standing right there? Get out of my way, I'm going to magic missile the door. Okay, Dora's going to just take two steps back. Creed, as you take your first step back, you two disappear. No! (laughs) Creed, you are standing in a pitch black room, and there is a giant hulking man in this room with you, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Three. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You two are now frightened. Your eyes focus in the darkness. You realize the person standing in front of you, you've seen before. You've seen this person many times before. You killed this person less than a month ago. It's Thrag. And he's standing there with his giant warhammer, and he's just kind of bouncing it up against his palm. And he is smiling, eyes crazy wild. And all you know is you have to get the fuck away from this dude. Mm. So remember that strength check as you try and escape this room. Seven. All right. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, so you, you claw at this door again, pulling on it, not realizing it's a push door and that it has a bar on it. Hey, what's your AC? 17. So his warhammer comes down uh, on your side for seven damage the first time. And then he swings again, baseball style. And he hits you for nine damage the second time. And you all can now hear uh, all of this noise coming from that second door on that south-hand side. Can can I magic missile or not? Yes, you can magic missile. Now, when she says everybody get back or whatever, can I roll for perception to see if I heard that? You can hear it, but you cannot, you could move laterally. You cannot move past this thing because you have to get away from it without getting closer. Because I, I would like to throw myself on the ground to the left or the right of the door. Yeah, you can do yeah. that. You just can't go up. behind it to the other side of the room. Yeah. Three plus one, so full damage. Well, I guess eight to Onzeo and four to Creed's. Okay, Onzeo's door just explodes, and the top half of Creed's door also explodes. Creed still has half of a door. That bar is still in place, but you can see them now. Onzeo's room, whoever is standing there who can see so that would be dav jor and dora there is a just not really a a human it is human-esque form but just this black sort of pulsating mass of just nothingness standing in the center of that room well now that creed and anzeo are exposed we are going to roll for initiative all right so dora's gonna go first because it's her turn she gets to go first that's the rules so she's actually going to blink over here to in front of Creed's door, and Creed, she is going to reach in, grab a hold of you, and attempt to pull you out. Oh, so okay. we're gonna see. We're gonna see how how well she's gonna do a strength Fingers check crossed. to get you out. Dexterity to see how far you guys fall. <laughs> oh no! So she uh, grabs a hold of you, um, and she rolled a three, and she ain't got no strength. Oh, These, no. Strength is not the Voidwalker's um, strong suit. She uh, grabs a hold of your waist, and she pulls with all of her might and fails. 
Um, and you are now being held by Dora. <laughs> She's attempting to pull you away. <laughs> and uh, we're now going to go to um, Creed. It's actually your turn. You're facing away from her. No, you're facing the door. So she's just like grabbed a hold of your front, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, That's even can more I do, awkward. Well, can I do uh, a strength uh, check as well to try to get out? Like, oh yeah, if for, yeah. If she, you're in a, yeah. you can use, you can have advantages. She is trying to aid you presently. Twenty-two. Holy shit! Yes. So <laughs> you grab a hold of her, and she's pulling with all of her weak ass might, <laughs> and you kind of use her as leverage, and the two of you are able to, or she's able to help pull you out through the top of this door, and roll dexterity to see if you guys are falling into a pile or not. Eight. <laughs> Holy shit! All right. So um, as as you are being pulled through, she kind of slips backwards and takes a stumble. She hits right about here, and she disappears. Damn it! And, and Creed, you're right there. <laughs> yeah, so she hit the middle of the hallway and she disappeared. I don't, I don't want to share any flavor from what Doris is thinking, um, but I will see if she's scared. <laughs> Please don't be scared. <laughs> She's terrified. She got she rolled a natural eighteen. So oh, okay. I was like, she probably rolled a nat fucking twenty, and she's like laughing at the thing. No, she's not laughing at the thing, but um, you you can't really hear anything from her, but uh, she's not scared. She she ain't afraid of no ghosts. She ain't afraid of no But as soon as as soon as Dora disappears, uh, Jor uh, does just shout her name. And uh, he is mad as hell, but it's not his turn. It's Anzea's turn. <gasps> you have an open turn. door. I do have an open door. Is my fear thing still a thing? Uh, you can have. You can roll at the end of your turn to not be af- try and not be afraid. Can Akina help me by giving me nice like thoughts? Like, hey, it's okay, Anzea. You're fine. I'm here. I'm your friends. Oh wait, uh, is Akina with you? Akina needs to see if Akina is afraid. <gasps> Yeah, so we should I always forget about the animals. Hey, is Rez in the hole, or is he waiting with the big dogs up, up top? He's with the big dogs. Okay. He's not afraid of them. That's just a straight dice roll? Uh, yes. It's, well, it's a saving throw. It's a constitution saving throw. Well, fuck. As Rez has also been touched by the void. That's what's up. But yeah, no, you and Akina are scared as hell, so you have to use your movement to get out of that hole. You can't not do that. Oh, okay. And then I take an attack of opportunity, I take it. Yes, you are going to. It's fine. It's only seven damage. Right now, I just have a morbid curiosity of what would happen if Balasar got sent to a room. So, Anzeo sprints out as fast as she possibly can from inside that room, leaving that gross, weird monster thing in there behind her. And we are now up to... (laughs) Yes, you can roll to see if you're still afraid. Oh, no, two. Oh, well, actually, it's bigger. It doesn't this. matter, that's fine. You're not afraid anymore. Can I roll for a key too? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> 16. Uh, she's also not afraid. You guys are fine. You can get close to it if you want to. All right, and it's Devaris' turn. So, what I want to do, in the heat of the moment with all of this happening so fast, Dav runs right here. Oh, fucking yeah. Pu- nope, she doesn't. Dav got to about here. Okay. And disappeared. Dav, roll me that sweet, sweet um, constitution saving throw. <sighs> Okay, come on, don't fail me. Oh, 14. Dav, you're standing in the room mm-hmm. and looking around. 
you notice standing in the room with you is someone that you hate more than anything and you are afraid of more than anyone. He took your parents from you. No! I knew you were gonna say that! That's so mean! And your siblings got lost because of him. It's Duke DeLuca and he is standing in this room with you and he is smiling and he is pulling a sword out from underneath his giant fur-lined cloak. And you have to get away from this man. Did I roll high enough to not be scared of him? No! That's why I explained to you what's happening, because you're scared. (laughs) Um, She starts crying. Okay, you you still do have your action, so you can attempt to open the door behind you as your back is pressed up against the board. Like, not turning, but using her arms behind her, push on the door and scream, screams help. Uh, you gonna do that shrink check? Oh no, I literally, I just crit failed. Oh fuck, <laughs> oh, fuck my life. Okay, so yeah, so you definitely don't open the door, and as you are attempting to lift this bar up, your feet slip and you have fallen on your buttocks, and you are prone. H- help! Unsure of what, how to proceed... Bow's gonna wanna go step by step, kinda look at, watch at his feet, and see where I'm going, cause I don't wanna step on a trap. Do I need to roll just a general investigation and then be wary, or am I just going forward and you're gonna be like, he hit something or I don't? I don't think within your movement, I think you'll, I think you'll be fine if you just wanna just straight move to wherever you wanna go. I'm gonna be careful, and I'm gonna head kinda, yeah, I'm gonna try and get in the middle here. Okay, yeah, you're fine. I've got a little more movement, but I don't want to necessarily do anything too risky. I honestly don't know what else to do other than I guess I'll ready myself just in case something comes out of a room towards me. I'll whack at it with my staff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Alright, so it's um, Jor's turn next. Let's see uh, if he heard you, Dav. Uh, he rolled a 10. We'll say that he did. <laughs> because I'd like him Aww. to be able to come help you. So he hears he hears your voice. Suddenly, uh, standing right next to you, is Jor. He is inside the room with you. He sees you. He grabs a hold of your waist. And then you just feel your body explode into a thousand little tiny shards of black glass. And you are suddenly both standing in the hallway. He has pulled you out of the room, and as Blink is an instantaneous action, only he is going to take an attack opportunity when he came in there. And he's going to get hit, so... No! Um, he'll be fine. Shores got a hit point, at least. <laughs> he got hit for full damage. <laughs> he, got oh. for, he got hit for 12. He got poked by a big sword as he came in and, and grabbed you and then and pulled you both out into the hallway. And that's going to be his full turn. All of the bad guys are going to move at once. From behind uh, Dav and Jor, there is a cacophonous noise as a sword hits wood and splinters and cracks. The door explodes away. There's a fancy-looking fella in a big... A little motherfucking I mean, douche. Little, yeah, he's a, he's a big douche, but there is a fancy-looking fella standing behind Jor. 
Jor has turned to face him and looks absolutely horrified. Not because he's scared of this guy, but because he, he might get killed again. And from inside this room, the Onzeo room, it takes a step out. It sees you, Onzeo, and it just comes right up in your shit. <laughs> it's going to try to kill you. And it hits the first time for nine damage the first time. And then it's going to hit you for six damage. Okay, and so that's its turn. Thrag, he's going to use his action to open the door. <laughs> and he is going to stand there, now ready to kill you on his next turn. Oh yeah, Dora's in a place with the guy too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She didn't make any noise. We don't know where she is. <laughs> that's true. I tried to save her and then I fucking hated all my life choices. I'm sure this thing is going to hit her. It hits her the second time too. Okay. Alright, so we are back to the top of the order. It is... Dora's turn. Dora is going to just appear in the hallway just right on the other side and she's going to say, don't open that door. Whatever you do, don't open that door. And she is going to one, two, three. She's going to run here, disappear. She's coming on the backside of Thrag. She's going to help you, Creed, by trying to stab this dude two times in the butthole. And she misses both times. God damn it! <laughs> Oh, oh, she ate her dice. <laughs> so she, so she, uh, she's swinging with her double little daggers uh, at this giant hulking guy, and uh, nothing seems to be happening. Happening as she is missing ever so slightly, and we are now down to Onzeo. It is your turn. Okie dokie. Roll the nine for my first attack. That's not gonna hit shit. Seventeen. That is gonna hit. <gasps> Yay! That's a twelve. Nice. All right, so you stab this black mass. The first time, the, it doesn't quite go through as you think, maybe it doesn't have a corporeal form, but you're like, fuck this shit, and you just stab it right in the chest. And it does have a corporeal form in there somewhere, and it does take damage. And Creed, it's your turn. You're up. You will take an attack of opportunity from Thrag if you decide to go away from him, which you have to as you are currently frightened. Okay, so yeah, I'm just trying to get away from him? Yeah, you have to use your full movement to get away from him. He is going to try and hit you because you did disengage from him and you don't have a disengage thing. Uh, and it was a 21. Yeah, he is. Okay. That is a 11 with his big old war hammer. Just right into your side as you make your escape. And then, um, I'm sorry, did you roll your constitution saving throw? No. Okay, so roll a constitution saving throw and we'll see if you're still scared of this guy. I'm scared shitless. Crit fail. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> so, uh, you... You don't quite pee yourself, but had you needed Close. to pee, you probably would have peed yourself. Which is funny, because you're actually running towards another scary monster, but that guy, you're not afraid of him. Dav, it's your turn. Okay, so I'm gonna move my 30 feet to try and not be scared of this dude. So would I be able to draw my short bow and try and get a shot off at the guy in front of Onzeo? Yeah, you can shoot at him. He's far enough away that you can use your bow. <laughs> um, 10 to hit? Is not it's not gonna hit. Holy shit. And then the TPK. Okay, uh, it's the enemy's turn. We're gonna start with Duke DeLuca again, as he is going to try and kill Jor now, as Jor is in his way. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> I hit Jor the first time. Oh my gosh. And Jor's looking about half good. Oh, but he misses the second time, so uh, he got a surprise attack on Jor, I guess, the first time as he slashes into his back, and that gross black smoke starts coming up out of Jor, but the second time, he does miss. 
We are now up to the Black Blob's turn. The Black Blob is going to try and attack and kill Anzeo for a 21 for 11 damage. <laughs> it was a natural 17 for the second one. A 9 damage. Thrag is going to try and kill Dora as she's there on his first attack. And he's going to miss her. He's then going to take an attack of opportunity as he is going to go try and find Creed. He's going to push past you, um, Bal, so he's also going to take a potential attack of opportunity from you. So if you could roll that, please. That's 18 on the die. Yeah, that'll hit him. 7 damage. Thrag is going to try and kill you, Creed. And he's not going to because he only rolled a 6. Um, and let's see, how about how's that door doing over there? The door, the top part of this door down here at the end of the hallway, is splintering ever so slightly from whatever is behind it. You can just see this kind of thick, long, knotted, sword-like thing that looks way natural. Like maybe it's made out of plants and things like that, just poking its way out of that door. And we're now down to Bal. It is your turn. Well, I guess I will run my way up behind Thrag here, and I will... Attempt a stunning strike at 23 to hit at 6 damage. And then I have to do something, right? Constitution, I believe. Okay, well, I base rolled a 16. Oh, yeah, he, he's not stunned. So you hit him with your big spider staff trying to knock him out, and he just doesn't even acknowledge that you're even behind him. He's focused, angry eyes on Creed. I will whack him one more time, then. A 19? Yes, that will hit him. Uh, seven damage. Okay, so he still looks pretty fine as you are smacking him in the back of the head with your big spider staff. He's bleeding a little bit, but it's just scratches. It's nothing too embarrassing. And we are now down to... Oh, Jor. He is going to try and kill this dude. So he is going to hit him. Jor stabs this guy right in his shoulder blades, double dagger style. And uh, dude, the Luca just, just looks mad. He doesn't look too terribly upset. And we're back to the top, which is my dear sweet baby girl, Dora who is going to run 10 feet out of the door. She's going to see that her sweet baby Angel Jor is getting hurt. She's going to explode into a bajillion pieces, and she is going to get sneak attack damage on Dupaluka. They're doing their thing. We are now down to Anzeo. Anzeo, what you doing? Oh, Anzeo's going to try and stab a bitch. She's like stab a bitch. Crying her face out. What do Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were looking for 22. <laughs> uh, 8 damage. 16 actually is going to hit this guy. 9 damage. He looks bad as hell. I mean, I mean, he looks like a giant black mass, but like <laughs> pieces of smoke are kind of billowing off and not coming back. Alright, well then, Tina's going to sting him. She's going to okay. crawl down my back Okay. between my legs. Okay. Sting his dick. Okay. Uh, so that's a 20. Yes, a 20 is going to hit. Uh, he's like a constitution saving. Or be poisoned? Or be poisoned. He can't be poisoned. God damn it, nothing can ever be poisoned. No, it's potentially because he's a smoke monster. <laughs> and thus can't be poisoned. Uh, do I still take damage though, right? Yeah. So please damage me. Please damage me. So it's 8 damage. Holy shit. Okay. More pieces of black smoke are kind of billowing off, and you can see kind of falling to the ground. It's not black anything. It's leather and cotton just kind of falling out of his crotchal regions. And we're not on to Creed. And I'm just trying to run away, right? 
You, yes, you have to use your full movement to get away, unless you want to like run at the wall near Dav. Yeah, that's exactly. But I gotta take a, an attack of opportunity. You do, yes. He rolled a natural twenty to hit you. Cool. <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> Creed. Playing the guys. Oh, he only rolled a two, so I only have to double the uh, two. So that's four plus a whole lot. So hold up. That's only nine. What's your health at, though? I'm looking pretty, pretty, pretty fucked up. <laughs> like, 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 hey. are you bleeding? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm bleeding pretty bad. Creed, now that you're far away, you can still uh, do an action. Okay, I'm going to... He hit me, right? Yeah. Can I do a reaction if he hits me on an attack of opportunity? Hellish uh, rebuke. What is it? Please it's, explain. It's um, one reaction, um, which you take in response to being damaged by a creature within 60 feet of you. I just point my finger. Go, creature. no. Yeah, Don't exactly. do that. Yeah. Uh, the creature that damaged you is momentarily surrounded by hellish flames. The creature must take uh, make a dexterity saving throw. What was what was the DC on that? It's a good question. What Against what? Exactly. It's against your spell save DC, which is, I don't know for a cleric. It's typically 10 plus your wisdom. 15. 15. Okay, yeah, no, he did not save. Eight damage. Dang. Wait, you rolled two D10 and you only got eight? Yeah, we don't talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Roll only. I'm going to use Spirit Guardian. Okay. So Thrag's not going to be in that, but the the Black Smoke Monster's going to be in that. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Um, oh, yeah. no, yeah, he's in that. Okay, cool. So he's going to be in that. And it's a Wisdom Saving Throw. So I need to roll both of those for those guys? Yeah. Uh, we got a natural... These guys got... Are they smart? <laughs> got an 8 and a 7. So how much damage these motherfuckers taken? 17. Whew! Whew! Whew, goodness gracious! Goodness gracious sakes alive! Okay, so the thing next to Anzeo is just falling apart. It is still up, but it is... You can see now through the smoke on Zeo as you're close enough. It's not actually any sort of monster. It is some sort of mannequin. Leather filled with cotton and joints and things. Uh, we are now down to Dav. What are you going to do? You're not afraid. I'm not afraid. And I've seen that these people are like turning into weird leather cotton blobs or whatever. Yeah, they're like um, fighting the mannequins. The two things we have out here are still like... Alive, yes. Um, I had my uh, short bow out for the last time. Um, I am going to. I don't. The one that's in front of Onzeo, I don't. That was the like more worse thing? off. Oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah! It's falling apart. Coming What's to my? Pieces. Do I? What is my range for my short bow? Could I Far. shoot? Yes, of course. Uh, oh, that uh, dirty twenty to hit. Yes. A dir- oh, who are you hitting, Thrag? The guy by Bell. Yes. 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 Okay, one plus five, six. That's not very good. He still looks fine. It is all of the bad guys' turns. And we're going to start with uh, Duke Frederick DeLuca. He's going to um, attack Jor as he then passes past him. But he's going to pass through Jor to come and try and kill you. So he is going to take an attack of opportunity from Dora, Jor, and Creed as he comes to try and kill you. And one more thing, um, he's got to make the uh, wisdom oh, saving God throw. God damn it. Because he entered the space. He got a 10, so that's a fail. It's a fail, and his speed is half. Oh, as area. soon as he... We're okay, and the area was, what, right here by Jor? Yeah. 
Okay, so he only got here. Well, poop on a stick. Oh, and I gotta roll for damage, right? Yeah, you gotta hit him with damage, and then Dora and Jor gotta hit him too. And Dora missed. Jor didn't, though, so that's good. He has worse damage than her, though. Ten! Woo! Okay, and then Creed, what's your damage on this guy? Eighteen. Holy shit! Damage. Holy cow. Okay, so this guy passes past um, Dora and Jor. Jor gets him kind of in the shoulder blade as he's passing through. And as he hits your little floaty friend, guys, <laughs> I guess, he just kind of slows way down and he just starts to like, he just starts falling apart. Like just, you can see bits of his cloak and things are falling off and parts of his face, but it's not like blood and gore. It is that leather and that cotton just kind of oozing out of the holes in his face. And then, oh shit, we got Thrag. And we got the other guy too. Okay, so Thrag is going to try, he's just going to try and kill Bal. And he's not going to because he rolled a 13 on his first attack. And he rolled an, a natural four. Is not a, That's never going to be it <laughs> on the second. Uh, let's see if this person is coming out of the door. They are. And so at the end of the hallway, far down the end, just kind of poof, the door explodes. What is and that? This, this woman, she is just like covered in vines and just leaves and flowers. And her whole body seems to be just made of nature. Not in like the dryad way of she is a tree but she is made of all of nature and uh, Dora kind of pokes her head out as she hears the explosion just goes motherfucker (laughs) we all pee a little (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening to five friends in fiction your dungeon mom was Emily Leverage Anzeo Stanhope is Kate Flint Belisar Kepisk is Tyler Deal. Abaddon Creed is Matthew Austin. And Devaris Lona is Abigail Leverage. Five Friends in Fiction will be back in two weeks. So until then, may your friends always have your back. <laughs>